And we believe that as, as the Spirit moves through us today, that we will become that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Well, good morning. It's good to see you. Uh, we are going into a new series of messages for the month of March. Uh, we're moving into a series called Testify. And um, I've been wanting to do this series for a while. And I thought we were going to do it at the end of last year, and I just said it wasn't the right time. We moved it back. And so um, this series is really just about uh, overcoming, becoming becoming overcomers and, and finding victory through the life of Christ. And uh, these this series is going to feature stories from people in our church who are going to get a chance to testify and tell their story of how God has brought them through the trials and the tests that they have been through. Um, now, before we go there, you can, you can go ahead and turn in your Bible. We're going to go to the book of Revelation first. Revelation chapter 12 is where we're going to go, and uh, we'll get there in just a second. Now, in 1949, there was a guy by the name of Donald Hebb, and uh, Donald Hebb has been called the father of uh, neuropsychology. And so Donald Hebb... Uh, published a work called The Organization of Behavior. And this published work became known as Hebb's Rule or the Cell Theory or the Cell Assembly Theory or Hebbian Learning. And maybe some of you guys are, are know this. You, you, if you, you work in this field, this might be something that, that you know about. Uh, the basis of his theory was this, is that, um, that when our brains learn something new, neurons are activated. And uh, they connect with other neurons, and they form this neural network. And these connections start off weak, but each time that the stimulus is repeated, uh, that connection grows stronger and stronger, and the action becomes more intuitive. And so the idea is this. It's almost like uh, if you complain a lot, <laughs> the more you complain, the more you want to complain, right? Because that's kind of what's firing, is, is your complaint is firing. Uh, but also the inverse is true of that, that when we give praise and when we speak of the things that is kind of what Paul reminds us of uh, in Ephesians where he says, uh, I'm sorry, it's Philippians, think on these things, these things that are praiseworthy, things that are excellent, things that are honest, that are a good report. Um, and he, he says, you know, rehearse these things, recount these things. The inverse is true as well, that uh, that begins to fire together, and that becomes more and more, you become more and more apt to want to give praise. And so it, it's this, this kind of this, what, which dog are you going to feed, right? Are you going to feed the side that complains? Are you going to feed the side that gives praise uh, in the sense of what we're talking about today? And that's kind of what this, this, uh, this series is about. Uh, Donald Hebb said this, he said, neurons that fire together wire together. Uh, so what neurons have been firing in your brain? What neurons have you allowed to, to wire together? Uh, are you more apt to complain? Or are you more apt to uh, seek to, to give praise? And um, anyone can complain about the tests that they have. Everybody, you have, anybody you have tests and trials? And so we can all complain, right? Anybody can, can complain about tests and trials. But see, overcomers share their testimony. 
That's the difference. There, there's a big difference there. It's a difference between just complaining about, hey, this is going on, and, man, you know, the sand gnats. Anybody complaining about the sand gnats right now? Come on, somebody. You know you live in Richmond Hill, you know. I don't know if you live in Richmond Hill long enough to not complain about that. I've been here 12 years. Yeah, I guess I haven't met the mark yet, so maybe I'll hit that sweet spot at some point, you know, where I just uh, I don't notice them. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, you know, we there's things that we can complain about. There's things that we can absolutely look at in our life and say, this is a test, and this has been a trial, and this has been a challenge, and this has been just chaotic, and this has been difficult, and there are seasons that we go through. And so we can complain, but I th- what Scripture um, really encourages us to do is not to be complainers about these tests, but that we can be overcomers through a testimony. And that's where I want us to start with Revelation chapter 12, beginning uh, uh, verse 11, Revelation 12, 11. This is what it says, and I've had this uh, underlined in my Bible. Maybe you've had this underlined in your Bible for a while, too. And it says, and they overcame him. Who are they overcoming? They overcame Satan. If you go read chapter 12 in the book of Revelation, and the book of Revelation is, woo, wild, out there anyways, right? Uh, and when you get to verse 12, it is like, or chapter 12, it is, it is craziness uh, of, of the story that it tells. I actually used chapter 12 to preach the Christmas message one time. And Raina said, don't ever do that again, please. Uh, <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, you know, so uh, but but chapter twelve, it is it is really kind of giving you a depiction of this cosmic battle um, between heaven and 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 earth, between uh, God and Satan. And so, who are they overcoming? They're overcoming Satan, and they have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb, by what Jesus has done, and by the word. Of their testimony, for they love not their lives even unto death. See, we overcome by what Jesus did and by recounting what Jesus is doing. That's how we overcome. We overcome by what Jesus did. Jesus has made us overcomers. Jesus has overcome this world, uh, and we become overcomers. John 16.33, John 16.33, this is what we find. This is what Jesus said. John 16, 33, he says, I have said these things to you that uh, in me you may have peace. In the world, you're going to have what? Tribulation. In this world, you're going to have tests and you're going to have trials. You're going to run up against challenges. You're going to run up against things that just, you know, stress you out. In this world, you're going to have tribulation. But take heart. I have overcome the world. And so for us, when we look at this story, when we look at what Scripture is telling us, we can uh, be, be overcomers by what Jesus has done for us. Because when he went to the cross, he said, it is finished, right? It is finished. Jesus, what Jesus has done for us, and by recounting what he is doing in our lives. So this morning, I want to share with you a a quick testimony uh, of a lady who's in our church. Her name is Beth, and uh, Beth has has an amazing story, um, and so I want to let her tell her story.
so Beth, if you know Beth, and um, if you don't know Beth, you need to get to know Beth because she's an amazing person. Uh, she has an incredible sense of humor uh, when it comes to losing her arm. And she, she worked, um, and, and part of the testimony, it was we, we sat down and had a long conversation, and um, there were some things I, I, I didn't put in, but, but in part of the conversation, she just talked about how she loves uh, to, to work with the kids because the kids are inquisitive. They, they ask questions, and they want to know, and she, she likes to, to talk to them about you know, her story and, and, and what God's done for her. And this is something that um, is important for us. I think it's important for us. This is Heb's rule is a good reminder that we were created to be testify people. We were created to be people who tell the story. We will be we were created to be people who share what God has done for us. Satan has marked us to tear us down. Satan has marked us to rip us apart. Jesus said this. It says the enemy, the thief, comes only to steal, kill, and to destroy. And the thief wanted to steal, kill, and destroy Beth's life. But Jesus made her an overcomer. And she stands today because Jesus has made her an overcomer. And she's able to tell that story because of what Jesus has done and what Jesus is doing in her life. See, we are people who respond uh, to a good story. Well, we aren't just people who respond to a good story. We are people who respond to God's story. It's God's story that he's writing in our life. It's God's story that he takes and begins to write on our hearts. And so there, there are times that, that we go through things, and Beth has gone through things, and, and she wants to be able to tell her story. You know, and she was nervous coming in, you know, and, uh, because we had camera stuff set up, and she, I just said, just relax and tell your story. This is your story. You know your story better than anybody. And she just began to talk, and it just began, it began to come out. She would give God just honor and glory for, for bringing her through. And so sometimes the temptation for us is to hold this stuff in. Sometimes the temptation for us is to hold that story back. And, and what happens when we do that, when we, when we hold things in, we allow it to have power over us. Does that make sense, that when we hold that in, we allow it to have power over us? But see, when we release these things to God, we allow Jesus to have power over us. That it's not my story, it becomes his story. It's his story of what he's doing in my life. It's his story of how he's bringing me out. It's his story of how he's taking something that has been messed up, and he's making um, something beautiful out of it. See, someone said this once, and it says, you cannot heal what you conceal. You cannot heal what you conceal. Psalms. So I want us to go to Psalms. Psalm chapter 96, verse 2 and 3. And I'll just read it off the screen here. And it just says, Sing to the Lord. Bless his name. Tell of his salvation from day to day. Declare. You see that? You see those words? It says, What does it want us to do? To tell and to what? Declare. We are created to tell and to declare, to tell of his salvation from day to day and declare his glory from among the nations, his marvelous works from, from all the people. This is what we, we've been created to do. We are people to declare and to tell. It goes on, and we're going to look in uh, Psalm 105 and 1. In Psalm 105, this is what it says. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Call upon his name. What? Make known his deeds among the peoples. You were created to tell that story. And I, we had this conversation. I can't remember how I had this conversation with this past week. We were talking about faith, and we were talking about people coming um, to faith in Jesus. 
and that sometimes people think that that's a private thing. Um, Faith in Jesus is a personal thing. It was never meant to be a private thing. There's a difference there. It is absolutely personal, but it's never meant to be private. You were not saved to be a a secret agent Christian, okay? You're you're not uh, James Bond 007, you know, for for the church, right? Um, You were created to tell the story. You were created to sing of his goodness, to tell of his works, to declare to, to speak out and speak forth, and so not to hide this. See, when we invite God into our pain, he invites us into his presence. When we invite God into our pain, so whatever that pain is, and I know it looks different for every one of us, and, I, and I'm, I'm not standing up here and, and saying, hey, I know your pain, I know the depths of your pain. I, I may not even know how to scratch the surface of the depths of your pain, but God does. God sees it, he knows it, he knows who you are. And so whatever that pain is, when you invite him into that, what you're actually doing is inviting his presence into your life. He invites you into his presence. And he says, come, bring this to me. Come, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. That's what Jesus told us. What happens when we share our story? There are three things I think happens when we share our story. Three things that happen are this. First thing is this. It gives people hope. It gives people hope. When we hear somebody's story, we begin to say, you know what? Man, that's, that's awesome. If, if, it, if it can happen for them, maybe it, it can happen for me too. So when we share our story, it gives people hope. It not, not only gives people hope, but it also helps people overcome their fears. When, when people hear your story, it helps them begin to have some confidence and have some courage. How many of you guys have seen, been here when we've done baptism and you've seen our video testimonies? The reason we do that is this. It's not just because we think it's really cool to put, put you know, video up on the screen. It's because when people hear that, uh, we can put out baptism. Hey, baptism's coming up. Baptism's coming up. But when people start seeing stories and hearing people's stories and testimonies of how they came to faith, it gives them courage to say, hey, I, I, I want to make that step. I want to be obedient in my walk with Christ. And they take that step and they, they walk in that step out in baptism, and not just saying, hey, I've accepted Christ. Now I want to go public with this. So it gives people hope. It helps people overcome their fears. It also breaks down barriers, things that we put up, walls that we put up. See, we're created people. Uh, people love stories. And so when we tell stories, this is why Jesus, when, when Jesus talked to people, what did he do? He talked to people in what? Stories. He used parables. And what it does is it helps break down the walls. Because we all love a good story. We all love to, to hear a story. And what we're trying to do when we're hearing a story, you know what you're trying to do? You're trying to figure out who you are in the story. Anybody you do that? When you watch a movie, you know, you watch Superman, you know, you're thinking, I'm Superman, you know. <laughs> I'm Superman. It's like, no, no, you're not Superman. <laughs> you're not. You're probably more like Clark Kent, you know, <laughs> but you're not Superman. And, and, and so we're trying to figure out who we are in the story. That's why our stories are important because when we tell our story and somebody's saying, you know what, who am I in this story, they can see themselves as an overcomer too. Maybe up to that point, they haven't seen themselves as an overcomer. Maybe they haven't gotten that message that they can be an overcomer, that they can have victory in their life. But that's what this message series is. That's what this series is about. It's about us being overcomers and us being victorious, that Jesus has created us to be overcomers and he has created us to be victorious. See, I, I know it's difficult sometimes for us to want to show maybe the parts of our life that we think are ugly. 
But this is what I believe, that you show God what's ugly, and he can take what's ugly, and he can make it into something beautiful. I mean, I, I went and I looked on Beth's Facebook page. I just asked her, I, I said, hey, can I use some of those pictures? And she said, absolutely. And I was just looking through some of those pictures, and it was horrendous, this wreck. And just some of the pictures I just I couldn't use because it was just, it was man, it, it just kind of was like, wow, that's maybe a little bit too far. But even through that, looking at where she came from, and her sitting there and telling this beautiful story of what God is doing in her life now, all the tragedy that she's been through, this accident and then losing her husband. She is one of the most amazing people that I've met because she says, God's got me here for a reason. He's given me the story. And you heard what she said on the video. She said, I, I, I guess he, he gave me these, these, these battles because he thought I could, I, could, I could take it, you know. And she's here, and she's, she's telling her story. And I, I applaud her, and I cheer her on because we need people like her. See, many of you, you have a story that God wants you to tell. And I'm not just talking about putting it on video so that church can see it. I'm talking about you have a story that, that someone needs to hear. Because when we're talking about the story of Jesus, the story of Jesus includes us. He died for us to change us, to reconcile us back to the Father. And so for every one of us in here, we have a story, and that story is meant to help someone else. You can show what's ugly because God wants to make it into something beautiful. I want to ask somebody to come play. I want to read this scripture to you, Mark chapter 5, verse 18. And this story is a story about a man who was demon-possessed. And Jesus confronts this demoniac. He, he basically lived in a cemetery, and he would break chains, and they would try to chain him up. And, and he was, had so many demons in him that he was just overpower people. And then one day, Jesus confronts him, and Jesus confronts the evil and the demons in his life and casts these demons out. And the man comes back, and he's freed. He's, he's clean. He's a new person. He's brand new. And, and he comes to Jesus and he says, he says, hey, I, I, I want to go with you. And, and we pick up, and this is, this is what the scripture says. And it says, as he was getting into the boat, the man who had been possessed with demons begged him that he might be with him. Let me go with you, right? That's what I would want to do. If Jesus just, just freed me of demons, who do, who do I want to hang out with, right? I want to hang out with Jesus. I want to go where Jesus is, right? But this is what Jesus says. And he did not permit him, but said to him, Go home to your friends and tell them how much the Lord has done for you and how, how he's had mercy on you. And he went away and he began to proclaim in the Decapolis how much Jesus had done for him. And everyone marveled. What God did was he took something that was a loss in this man's life and he made it marvelous. Marvelous took something that was that was horrible and he made it into a beautiful story he made him into an overcomer and every one of us in here God is inviting us to be overcomers if you're here today maybe there's pain that you've been carrying around this morning I want to encourage you you put that pain in the hands of Jesus because he's big enough to handle Whatever your story looks like, I, I don't know. I don't know the depth of it, but I, I do know this, that Jesus is big enough and capable enough of taking that story and making something beautiful come out of that. 
So this morning, I want you to stand with me. In just a minute, I'm going to call elders and staff down, and, and, and we're going to have a time of prayer, and I'm going to invite you to come forward. And if there is something that, that you just say, man, I'm, I've got an obstacle. There's something that I'm facing I need prayer for. There's something, there's a challenge that I'm facing. Whatever that is, we want to believe that you can be made an overcomer. Because I believe these are not just stories in a book. I believe these are stories that are written because they become realities when we put them in the hands of Jesus. See, God doesn't want to just waste your time, and he doesn't waste your pain. I do not believe that God wastes anything. God's not going to waste your pain. He's not going to let you go through something and just say, well, that was a waste. God doesn't waste anything. I'm told in Revelation that he even saves our tears. He captures everyone and saves our tears because he knows what everyone needs. They don't escape his notice because he doesn't intend to waste anything. And he doesn't intend to waste your story and he doesn't intend to waste your pain. So the heads bow this morning. Father, we just come to you now. And we are people, Lord, who we're at various stages of our journey. Maybe this morning, there's some of us in here that we haven't started a journey with you. That maybe we know some facts about you, but we don't know you in a saving way. We don't know you in an overcoming way. We don't know you in a victorious way. But God, we want to. Lord, we want to know you like that. We want to know you in a way that releases us and releases the power of your work in our life so that we can proclaim that you've done mighty works and that your mighty works are on display in us, that your mighty works have done marvelous things. And so, Lord, that's what we want to recount. We want to speak, Lord, of what you've done and what you're doing, that you're not just, you've not just started a work, but, Lord, you've got it going on. It's continuing on in the life of everyone who opens up their heart to you. So, Lord, that's what we pray. Our hearts will be open to you today. Our minds would be open. Our lives would be open to you today. Change us. Change us. Make us overcomers. Give us the victory, Lord, that, that you said that we could have. You are the one that gained victory for us. You are the first one who became an overcomer, and now you're making us overcomers. You gained victory for the first time, and Lord, now you're making us victorious. In you we find life. In you we have life. In you we can tell the story of victory. That's what I pray. That is our prayer this morning. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. This is what I'm going to ask. I'm going to ask if there's elders and staff, if you guys don't mind coming down. I want us to pray. I just, I just want us to open up the altar. And if you have a need, if there's something that you're facing, struggling with, we're not super Christians down here. We're just people that believe Jesus. We're just people that believe God's word, that when he says it's for us, we believe it's for us. And we want to believe it's for you too. So whatever that is, let us agree together. Can we do that? Can you lead us in the song?